Hey friends, welcome to Wild Confidence Podcast, where we help one another find, keep, and share our confidence in Christ. I'm your host, Ainsley B. It's an honor to bring you some inspiring conversations with amazing guests. Before we hear today's conversation, I want to kindly ask if you'd leave a five-star review and share this episode with a friend who might like it. I'd also love to connect on Instagram, so find me at Ainsley B. Okay, I can't wait anymore. Let's get to know our guest. Leah Darrow is an international author, coach, and speaker. She is a wife and a mother to six children here on earth and one child in heaven. She is amazing. She is the founder of Lux Ministries and her new Catholic personal development program, Power Made Perfect. She is living proof that God heals our brokenness and overwhelms us with his love. Leah, welcome to Wild Confidence. I'm so thrilled to just have you on and hear, meet you and hear so much about you. Thanks for coming on. I cannot wait. I cannot wait to chat with you. I love your podcast. I love everything you're doing. And it's just, it's going to be a phenomenal time together. I just know it. Yeah. Okay. So you have six children. Let's, <laughs> let's talk about that first. <laughs> let's start there. Let's start with why somebody what? would do that. <laughs> I literally have, I have one and I'm like, how, how do you feed so many little mouths? Yeah. Well, I mean, you know, here's the thing. Here's the thing. When I got married, I got married late in life. I got married at 33. No way. Yeah. Not by choice. I definitely wanted to be married sooner, but just, you know, whatever, like that's just the way it worked out. Um, and my husband was 34 when we got married. We knew right away, we definitely wanted a family and we're like, okay, so we have been so blessed. We live, we've been, we've lived these great lives and I've been very content and happy. We've done so much before we got married. So we were like, let's definitely jump into the family, you know, ring because obviously age and stuff like that. And you, you know, so, so we were open to that and we jumped right in, got pregnant about six months after we got married and it was great. And so if somebody would said like, okay, six kids, are you are you, like, how does that sound to you? I'd be like, well, that's, that's a number, you know, like that's, <laughs> that is that's, a number that is not, that is more than one hand. It, it you for sure is a second hand <laughs> for sure. For sure. There's just, you know, that would have seemed insane. And all I can tell people when they look at me and they're just like, why or how, mm-hmm. all I can say is one, look, I had them one at a time. It's just one it's at a time. More unbelievable. It's just I, I know. It's almost like please tell me there's twins in there. Because <laughs> yeah. Did you do yeah. that on purpose? Right. And I, I, I know that's. But here, they, it was on purpose. We wanted a big family, and I have learned. I, one of the things that I love about being a mother of six um, is that it has shown me and giving me this amazing opportunity for me to be able to push past my limitations and what I thought I could do or handle. And it's just been an, it's been a great teacher to me. Not that I'm using it completely for that reason at all, but children are a blessing. God tells us that he, one of the ways that he does bless families is with children. And I'm just I'm like, you know, I'll take all the blessings. Like you give me any type of blessing. Some of them come as kids. Some of them come as other things, but I'm, we've always been so incredibly happy. And there's just been through, through the times that we think about how chaotic it is. Let me just tell you, I have six times the blessings. Mm. I have six times the amount of joy. I have six times Mm. the amount of just complete chaos, but at the same time, like 
this is life. Like all these little people around me and they're so full of life and they've made my life so incredibly better. Every single one of them brings a different flavor into something. And I can't imagine not just my family without them, but I can't imagine the world without them. Like mm, that's what beautiful. you don't understand is that your world is actually made better because of that little soul. Yeah. Because we're so connected. We don't, we sometimes forget that. And I just, I really do. I believe that my world is better because Ainsley, you are here, that you Mm -hmm. exist. My world is better because your husband exists. Like the whole thing is so connected. So I, yes, six kids is wild and it's fun (laughs) and it's crazy. And let me tell you something. Sometimes when I get up in the morning and I'm feeding them breakfast and I'm like making oatmeal and I'll like throw out six bowls, six spoons, and then just put the oatmeal, 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 oatmeal. And I'm like, this is lunch lady land. Like what, what is happening to my life? Yes. And I'm just like spooning out these things. And here we go. And I'm serving this whole group. And I mean, there's this, this whole group. I can't, you know, it's awesome. It, it's an amazing experience when, when, um, things in life that typically might overwhelm some, I'm like, I, we are good. I yeah. am fine. If I can, if I can get six kids to sit down in the morning and eat oatmeal and then put their bowls in the dishwasher, I can, I'm pretty sure I can handle whatever else life is going to throw at me today. So yeah, six Absolutely. kids. Absolutely. If me. you have handled six versions of teething and sleep regressions and like, I mean, that's the world that I'm in right now. And I'm potty like, training. Oh, oh yes. my gosh. What is their like caps? What is your oldest and youngest? Yeah. So my oldest is nine and my youngest is one. So I had, I had six kids in seven years, seven and a half years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you, I know, but you did have seven pregnancies. I did. I lost, right. we, 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 we did. I lost my, um, I lost my daughter, Amelia, just this past February to miscarriage. Oh so I have gosh. six babies here on earth. I have one in heaven. I'm raising the six and I have one in heaven. That's raising me. That's how yeah. I like to look at it. And yeah, um, that's so sweet. Yeah, Amelia is with us. We, the whole family, um, I mean, we talk about Amelia literally every single day. She's in our, she's in our evening prayers, you know, and we just ask for our sweet little Amelia to wash over us and that we can't wait to meet her. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that's been, that's precious. you know, it's also been a great, um, it's also been just an, a great experience to dive into the suffering of, 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 you know, a child. And when you, when you have that experience and we often don't talk, especially about miscarriage, um, enough, and it's something that so many women go through and it's hard to, for them, I think it's hard for us sometimes to find a space to talk about it, uh, because it's challenging to bring up and it's, it's challenging for other people to bring up. We don't know like how to how to comfort them and how to serve them in those ways. And so I've been really grateful that I've been able to speak about it publicly and just bring to light that suffering that so many women hide. It's a silent suffering. In fact, as we're recording right now, this podcast, I mean, I've been thinking about my little Amelia so much lately because I would be getting ready to have like give birth to her any day now. And so my due date's coming up and it's just like, it's just this thing like our, our bodies remember our bodies remember even sometimes when we want to forget the trauma or forget the experience. And so even lately, like I, I can just feel like my body's reminding me like, yeah, this, this life was supposed to be earthside here really mm-hmm. soon. And, um, and I, I, I allow the suffering to, I lean into it when I need to, um, for deeper healing, you know, with the Lord, but, I also am just incredibly grateful too. I'm incredibly grateful for my six kiddos and I'm incredibly grateful for the fact that I had Emilio for the little time that I did. So yeah, it's, 
been a great, you know, teacher in terms of life. Yeah. Oh my gosh. And I feel like that is one of many experiences that has been a teacher in your life, just reading more about you and all the things that you've experienced. I'm like, you are incredible. And the Lord is using you as such a beautiful vessel to further the kingdom, especially just under your home. I mean, under your roof, in your home, like you're furthering the kingdom exactly where you are with bowls of oatmeal. And that is such a ministry, but you have more ministries than that. So I'm thinking about your threshold and how wide it is. And it's actually encouraging me because I'm like, I can get through this uh, (laughs) teeth coming in. (laughs) Yes, you can. You, you, you can do it, but we, we do need to be reminded of that. Our threshold is sometimes much deeper and wider than we give ourselves credit. You know, Mm -hmm. I mean, we've been commissioned into, into this beautiful work of bringing about the kingdom. And we do that in so many areas and in our home and in our, in our relationships and our families and in our businesses too. And so, um, there's just a beauty there that we should really, um, dive deeper into. And I think for women, for women, especially like we need to be able to have like hold space for ourselves to, to give our dreams space in our physical life. Yeah, absolutely. That's so good. And it sounds like your dream now of your physical life is not what it used to be potentially. Does that feel (laughs) true? Like you are are a contestant on America's Next Top Model, right? That's guilty. I'm guilty. Does it yes, feel like a true. different life? Like, what was that like? And how did you how, tell me all about? Well, let's start there. Let's talk first about that and, the, and yeah. what that dream looked like when you were younger, and then move into what you're actually, your dream is actually looking like today. Right. So, yes, I love this conversation. So, let's just condense this as best as we can. Uh, this is my pep <laughs> talk to myself. Okay. This is not to anybody else. I'm saying this to myself here. My own benefit. For the reminder. (laughs) Here we go. Let's make this quick and short, but keep all the juicy pieces in there. So I grew up, great family, mom and dad, lovely, faithful people, right? Um, I, I was heavily bullied in school. And so that bullying had me kind of come inward and it made me question my own thoughts about myself, which were actually relatively healthy. Okay. And I I credit, honestly, my parents for such a great upbringing that allowed me to have a healthy self-image. But those were slowly deteriorating from being bullied. And I began to question myself and I began to question like, well, maybe what I think is wrong. Maybe what these other people are saying are right, even about me or about the world. So that began, like, I kind of know that my insecurities really started in this space where I allowed the bullies to have a louder voice than they should have. Mm. And so Mm. that really began to plant deep seeds of doubt in myself. And then I, instead of putting the confidence in myself and in the Lord and in my family and the people who love me and are on the same page of values with me, I began trusting other people for my life. Mm -hmm. So I trusted what other people thought about even my dreams. Mm. So I heard other people say, oh, you're pretty. You should be a model. Like (laughs) as if that's the only thing that a girl could do in this world. Right. (laughs) But I believed it. 
Okay. So I had more than one person say it. Oh, oh, look, you're pretty. You should be a model. Like, okay. So I'm pretty. Um, that's a sidebar really to the creation that God's made me. I have this brain and I have these talents and gifts that he's given me to serve. And so those are the things that we really need to focus on. But at the time I didn't, I was focusing on what these people were saying. So when I found myself later on, on America's Next Top Model, like I, I found myself there because I had been following a breadcrumb trail of other people's dreams for me. Mm, oh, wow. Okay. So yeah. I had been leading, it had been all leading up to what other people thought I should do. And so often we find ourselves in the same position. You find yourself in the middle of something and you're like, where, how the heck did I get here? And why yeah. am I here? Why am I doing this? I don't want to do this. Maybe you're at a party. Maybe you're at like in a business event, maybe whatever it is. Maybe you're, maybe you're in a college. Maybe you're like, you're someplace. You're like, I don't even want to be here. This wasn't even my plan. This was not my idea. Yeah. And it's not healthy for you. It's not bringing you peace, right? It's not have any type of like meaning to it for me. I was on top model. I remember getting picked from Tyra to be one of the final contestants. I'm on this rooftop in New York city. I was on cycle three and the, the show had really gotten a lot of hype at this point. So it was a lot of just media around it everywhere. And I had been picked to be the, one of the final contestants on this rooftop. And I remember standing there looking around at these other girls. And I was like, what in the heck am I doing? I don't wow. even, I don't even want this. And I thought like, should I give this opportunity to somebody else? Like maybe I should just like walk away and be like, you know, I changed my mind. Um, I don't want to do this, but I was too insecure. So I was like, well, no, I mean, if Tyra thinks I can do something and I remember her, I remember her on this rooftop and we were really high up in New York and this very tall building. And so there was a billboard like right almost eye length. Okay. I level, excuse me. And so I'm looking at this billboard and it's like, there's this fat fashion model on it. And so she points to this girl on this billboard and she was like, you could be her. You could be her. And this, that type of mindset, that type of thinking is so toxic. Mm. If anybody tells you and points to another person saying you could be her or him, it's a blatant lie against our creator, which we are all unique and unrepeatable. Yeah. That's so good. No one will be you and you won't be her or him or anybody else. And so now can you do things in a similar way? Sure, sure, sure. But so this is, this would, but this was this thinking. I mean, I bought into it. It was like, Ooh, that sounds exciting because I don't know who she is, but it looks like her life is pretty good because she's on a billboard in, in, you know, Times Square. Why not? So I stayed, even though it was not my dream, even though it wasn't what I was wanting to do, I had this moment and God, I think gave me this clarity, even while I was on the show and granted at this point felt like when I was on the show, I was not following God. I had fallen away from my faith for about 10 years, like wasn't mm -hmm. praying, wasn't going to church, just kind of really put God aside. Not because I didn't believe in him. I just didn't believe in me. Mm. Yeah. And when you don't believe in yourself, it's hard to believe in a God that loves you just who you are, wants yeah. you to be better, but still loves you. Mm -hmm. And so, so many people, I think, lose faith because they've lost faith in themselves. Mm -hmm. And so that was me. So I go through the show, I get eliminated, deal with all of the wonderful, you know, social media, you know, comments of everybody saying all the horrible things. So again, bullied again. Yeah. Experience that. 
go into some deep depression, but I decided to stay in New York and keep following these dreams because I almost wanted to prove that I, I wasn't a screw up. Like, I, like, okay, yeah, I got eliminated, but I'm going to prove to everybody that I'm not a total failure. So I doubled down on dreams that were not my own. Yeah. I made my life so much more miserable. It's not even funny. I am a, I am so good at making my life miserable. Like I am the sole problem in my life when I am miserable. It's like me making myself that way. I've realized that it's not blaming other people. It's like, okay, you're choosing this. You're choosing misery. Mm-hmm. And so I was staying in New York and I was modeling and I really, so it all kind of came to a head when I had an opportunity to do this photo shoot for this international magazine. And it was a really big deal. And so, um, because it was international. So I said, yes, I go to this photo shoot and it was there. Oh my gosh, Ainsley. Oh, oh goodness. You know, sometimes God taps us on the shoulder and he's like, yeah. hey, just come on. And the people that listen to the tap on the shoulder people are the people that I want in my inner circle because they are like super sensitive to the spirit moving. And Mm -hmm. I'm like, okay, yes. And then there are some people that God uses the two by four. And uh, (laughs) I am one of those people. If you need one of those people in your inner circle, come find me. But that's me. I'm like, I'm full steam ahead. And then God's like, oh, no, 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 no. Turn your butt around. Yeah. So... I was in the middle of this photo shoot and basically the photographer took this picture of me and in the middle of the flash, I just had this moment where God literally just spoke to my heart. It was, it was insane. It was incredibly intense for me. I was not expecting it, nor was like, I I did not feel like my heart was prepped at all, but the Holy Spirit moves us and preps us in ways that are really unrecognizable to the human eye. And so, um, the photographer was taking this picture and I had looked right into the flash on accident. I didn't look at the lens. And so I was like, Oh, hold on a second. Let me get my focus back. And he's like, okay, take a minute. So I took a minute and I was blinking, trying to regain my focus. And literally in that moment in my head, I just saw myself, um, wearing the outfit that I was modeling. I had my hands cupped together at my waist. Mm -hmm. And then I raised them all the way up as if I was giving them to somebody. And, um, I saw out and up above me, the shadowy profile of a man's face. That's all I saw. Uh, But when I gave my hands to him, what was in them, he just bowed his head in disappointment. So um, I pulled my hands right back down to see what was in them. And this is all going on in my head, like a little movie. I wasn't like, it was so fast when it happened. It wasn't even much to think about, but I pulled my hands back down and they were absolutely empty. There's nothing in them. Wow. And then I heard five words on my heart. I heard, um, I made you for more. And I remember shaking my head physically, like, no, no. That yeah, ship like, is this isn't real. What is yep. happening? No. Yep. Nope. And I heard it again, I made you for more. I made you for more. And I heard it the last two times the emphasis was on the first part. And it was, I made you for more. And uh, mm, oh, I can't get through it without tearing up, but so I heard that and I, um, that's when I just knew that, okay, all right, mm-hmm. maybe it's true. Yeah. Maybe it's true. And if it's the true that I heard whenever I was younger or that God I believed in back then, maybe it's true. Yeah. And if it's true, think about how much better my life could be. So that 
began my journey back home to God and giving my heart back to him and just reconciling everything and admitting where I obviously went off track and being able to be really honest and not blame anybody else and look at my own actions, um, you know, ask for forgiveness and then begin the process of healing and moving forward into my life that God was calling me to. And the first place he was calling me into is really just himself, mm -hmm. right? Is to be yeah. known as a daughter, to be, to be really loved completely in the family of God. And then from there, slowly, about three years later, after all this happened, kind of like, I like to call it this, I had these three years of spiritual rehabilitation and spent some deep work on myself through a lot of different ways. And prayer and meditation and just, um, getting back into church too, you know, realizing that the church community is so helpful in your walk. Mm -hmm. And, um, it was three years later where I began sharing my story. And then that has taken on 14 years of public speaking and keynoting. Wow. And through that I have, you know, God has brought so many different, um, ways that I've been able to serve and to help people and really, um, you know, serve the girl that, uh, I used to be, as I was inspired by your podcast with actually Angie Woods, um, just a couple episodes ago, uh, you both were talking about, you know, to serve the girl you used to be like that really spoke to me. And, mm -hmm. um, just want to thank you for that podcast and for that beautiful interview. And that's the work that I do now is I do, um, I'd still do my speaking, I do writing and then coaching. But you, I'm like, so blown away by, your story because you had these things that the world is telling us matter. Mm -hmm. The world is telling us that, you know, this fame or status or beauty or um, success, all, that is your, that is what you should be chasing. And for you to literally have such an encounter with God that you're able to walk away from that, even like after not being super connected to the vine for 10 years, you know, you had this gap of 10 years and yet the voice of God was so powerful that it caused you to immediately take action is mind blowing. It is. It should be. We should constantly be mind blown over those mm -hmm. types of stories because this is the work of the Lord. Like, do we not think yeah. that he could do something like that? He could do something even more extreme than that. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I'm always... Um, I love sharing my story and I love hearing other people's stories of like conversions and testimonies because it's just like, this is the power of God. Yeah. And yes, the world is so tempting, right? Because here's yeah. all, all we're wanting to do is we want to be validated. Yeah. Like so much of what we do, so much of what we do is to be validated by someone else saying, you're good, you're mm -hmm. worthy. Mm -hmm. And we, and when you look towards the world, the world's going to say, okay, you're valuable if you're valuable yeah. if, yeah. and then you fill in the blank for whatever, whatever work you're doing. Like for me in the fashion industry, you're valuable if you're beautiful, you're yeah. valuable if you look this way, you're valuable if you get this many jobs, you're valuable if you make this much money. Mm -hmm. So, but the flip, but the, the, the script is flipped with God. God does not say you're valuable if it's just your valuable period. Yeah. It's the end of the sentence. And so we have to kind of turn in a sense, our hearts more towards him to seek that validation, which will be fulfilled, um, versus the world. And yeah, it's been a hard turn. Um, 
But at the same time, I'll be honest with you, for me at the point that I was at, it, it was relatively easy at that moment because I had seen so much suffering and pain in the industry. Mm. I I watched myself and I watched other women be completely neglected and abused in every possible way mm. that it was so obvious that this can't be it. where happiness lies. Yeah. yeah this, this can't be it. Like the thing that they're selling us is all smoke and mirrors. The yeah. reality of those things like that. I, I think about like, I don't know who she is, but I think about that girl on that billboard when I was on the rooftop and I'm thinking, I mean, I pray for her now. Cause I'm like, yeah. I bet your life is not as great as that picture looks. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. I mean, it's, it's just a really beautiful picture of how powerful God is and how he, how I guess his calling for your life is so much more fulfilling because the truth is, is that, you know, you have a former dream that really sounds like what the world tells us to look at. And then your current, what you're doing right now, which I want to get into like the specifics of what you're doing right now, but let's even just talk about scooping oatmeal into bowls. That is such a dream. It is like, that is incredible. So to contrast these two lives that you have now, you know, seen both of and understanding the fulfillment that God has for you in the one that you're in now versus what, um, the emptiness that was before Mm -hmm. is really beautiful and encouraging to focus on, I think your everyday small, like challenges from the Lord or like commands. That's the word I'm thinking of like commands from the Lord. Like if you can be faithful with the small stuff, you will feel that fulfillment. And I just think it's, it's awesome. Y'all it is happening. I am so excited to finally bring you the book that I've been working on called don't date a boo boo dude. It is a guide to raise your standards, realize your worth, and remove shame from the dating game. I'm writing this book on a mission that girls everywhere will embrace a wild confidence in their identity in Christ and fulfill the calling that God has placed on their lives. Y'all, it's time to raise the bar, link arms, and fix our crowns. The book is available now. Go get it on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, all the places, all the things. I'm so excited to share this with you. Okay. So, you know, as you were discovering your dream versus other people's dream for you, what did that discovery process look like? Like, how'd you get to the point where you are now? And then I want to know about Lux Ministries. I want to know about Power Made Perfect along the way too. Yeah. So, you know, I realized that when I was following everybody else's dream, clearly I was unhappy, right? Yeah. That was obvious, but it was also the point of, I was serving myself. Mm. So I noticed that that was the key element to a lot of my unhappiness is that I was just serving me. It was all about me. It was very selfish, very prideful. And so when I had this turn of heart and I like what came back to God and came back to faith and um, began kind of trying to unpack like what had happened. One of the things I realized that it has to be service over self. It has to be 
what am I doing? Like, why, why did God make me? Why am I here on this earth? And what am I called to do? And so obviously it began with me and my relationship with the Lord. It began with that personal encounter. And then, you know, when you have that personal encounter, like we all know, um, you want to tell people about it, right? Yeah. It's like you, you went yeah. and you saw a great movie and then we have no problem telling everybody like, did you see Top Gun Maverick? Like, did yeah. you see it's so good, guys? It's so good, right? And we have no problem. We share, we share, we share, share. Um, yeah. The same thing is when you encounter Christ, it's like, you have no idea. It's so good. Like everything changed. I used to be this and now I'm this. And so I think it's just, for me, it got to that point where I was like, oh yeah, this is the thing I changed. This is the thing that I want to share. Um, but it was also just like leaning into, okay, Lord, how am I called to serve you? And one of the ways that I was called to serve the Lord and to, and to build up the kingdom is through my vocation, right? Is um, becoming the woman that Christ was calling me to be. Um, and when I did that, praise God, it was attracting the man God was calling me to be with. Mm, yeah. Right. And so I had to raise the bar for myself so that I could get to that place where I could see my value and worth in God. And then I could recognize that also in my, in my husband, Ricky. And that was such a beautiful moment, um, of doing that. And then, you know, our kids having a family afterwards and having all of these children has been a part has been a main part of the work that I do. And I really see that as my ultimate work completely in serving the kingdom of God. Um, the other work that God has me to do in ministry um, is absolutely needed, but I know that I'll build up the kingdom more serving oatmeal and bowls mm -hmm. than I will through um, these other amazing, blessed projects God's given me. And I am, I'm happy to do both. And I love it, love everything so much. Um, but I do know that in a particular way, I will speak into the hearts of my children in a way that um, only a mother can. And yeah. so, you know, I think, you know, this probably wasn't maybe what we planned on talking about, but I just want to say this. Um, for all of the ladies out there who are maybe not married or married without kids, or maybe just have like one kid or something, but some of our greatest work is being a mother. And we need to elevate that role of mother in this culture, even if it's just within our communities. And we need to support one another because it's such a beautiful ministry and a work and a vocation. And we have this we have this special role to play in speaking into the hearts of our kids who are going to grow up and change the world. And we want mm -hmm. to make sure that their hearts are so in tune to hearing um, the voice of the father mm -hmm. and yeah. loving themselves in that space um, and keep, keeping it open. So yeah, I'm, I'm so incredibly blessed to do the work that I do. I'm so though, like without a doubt, I always have to say like, it's Ricky and the kids always get the best of me. And that oh, they're wow. going to get the first of me. And, yeah. um, and I had to make that, that became like the new dream, right? That became like the new place where I was like, this is like, I'm focusing here on there. And in doing that, it helped align my ministry in a much more beautiful and fruitful way than ever before. When I began to place the priority of like God first and then my family and the business came definitely after. 
my business began to completely change. Like all of my businesses, all of my works, they became more fruitful and they just became better in general um, in helping people because I was able to be ordered in that space. So yeah, it's just, it, it's, it's been, it's, I think the priority of our work is so important. Yeah. I love that you said the, that they get the first and the best of you. I wrote that down because I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna need to take note of that. <laughs> sure. Because you're so right. I mean, that is the most important right now yeah. outside of my relationship with God, obviously. But like the cup that I'm overflowing first goes to my mm-hmm. family. Yes. And not yes. strangers on the internet, even though I love them and have a heart for them so much. Absolutely. But when, <laughs> but when you do that, like when I do that and I show up, you know, like one of the things you had mentioned, I have a coaching program called power made perfect and it's a Christian coaching program. So it has a totally scripture-based Christocentric, so Christ-centered program in everything that we do. Um, but when I show up and I teach every week live to my, to my class, I show up full of joy, full of confidence. And I'm fully attentive because I know that I haven't just like sloughed off my family and giving the very best of me because that would naturally bring about appropriate guilt. Yeah. Right. Right. And so I don't, I I don't have that with work because some people are like, well, how do you do all the things you do? And you have six kids. And I'm like, I put my family first and somehow God has allowed it to work to work this way. And I, that's when you show up and I can, you know, I can be full of just, you know, this, this overwhelming, you know, joy and my, my cup overflows because I I know that praise God, he's helped me continue to keep these things in order. Um, and that allows the fruit to really, uh, be present and to grow. I love that so much. And you're, you're showing up every week to Mm -hmm. what, tell us more about those things. Yeah. So every week I do my coaching with Power Me Perfect. So we have this, an amazing so experience. Cool. Yes. It's called Power Me Perfect. It's from Second Corinthians 12, nine, which is Jesus says, my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And I just love it because I just oh, feel like Jesus so is like, beautiful. Jesus is doubling down. Like, did you hear me? It's my power. It's not yours. Yeah. Like yeah. my power makes perfect what's imperfect. And so what, what Christ needs is us, the imperfect us and Mm -hmm. his grace just fills us. And then it just brings out this fruit because he knows, he knows we're fallen. He knows we got problems. He knows we're going to fall. And he's like, okay, but it's my power that is working here. Okay. So that's what we're going to go with. So lean into me. And so that is what I wanted a personal development program to really embody. And as a Christian, I was, I've been a part of personal development and that world for a very long time. I didn't realize I was actually coaching in all of my public speaking until probably five years ago when somebody had mentioned like, you've been coaching me for the past 10 years. And I'm like, oh, I guess that's what I'm doing. And (laughs) that makes sense. Okay. And so, um, I decided to double down on just presenting a personal development program, but with the foundation of scripture. And that's what I was having a hard time finding. I was having a hard time finding programs out there that really were taking all of the amazing elements of personal development, but but kind of like some of them were kind of just kind of, it, it could make Christians feel maybe a little uncomfortable to be, you know, maybe thanking the universe when you're like, yeah. but there's a creator of the universe, right? <laughs> like, right, right. Maybe I should thank him. I don't know. Like, yeah. and so I just thought, you know, 
And I was able to filter things out, but I thought, what if we created a really comfortable place for Christians to come together to work on themselves? Because frankly, if you call yourself a Christian, you've actually entered into the greatest personal development program on the planet. Oh, that's good. Yeah. And that is Christ himself. Christ is, is who transforms. It's his power. It is his grace that makes us new again. Um, this is what St. Paul talks about. I put off the old man. I become the new man yeah. in Christ. This is what this is. I mean, what was Paul doing with Timothy? I mean, we call it as Christians discipleship, but you know, as a coach, as a Christian coach, I call that coaching. Yeah. Uh, Paul's coaching Tim. Okay. So, and he's, and that's what discipleship is. It's coaching for the kingdom. And so like, what if we created a program that had Christ at the center, but it worked on the practical skills for us to work in our lives, to become like the 2.0 version of ourselves. Because I truly believe, Ainsley, that Christ is calling every single one of us to be successful, mm. to be massively successful. And I know, like, I know there's going to be some people listening being like, ooh, I don't like that word. But maybe you've allowed a definition from culture to define that word for you. Mm. When success truly should be showing up with dynamic joy and serving the people that God has given you every day. Yeah. And when you have that definition of success, then you can use that word and be like, no, I'm going to be successful today. I'm going to be a massive success. And my massive success is six bowls of oatmeal. It's yeah. six, six plates of lunch, <laughs> it's six plates at dinner. And I am a success, my friends. I am the yeah. most successful mom on the planet right now. I did it. <laughs> we should be comfortable with this because God has given every one of us this amazing plan and dream for our life. And so it makes me, as you can tell, I'm so excited because Every single one of us deserves to have time carved out for our dreams. And our dreams deserve to, to take up space in the material, physical world. Yeah. And sometimes we just keep these dreams in our head. We keep our yeah. goals in our head. And we don't do anything about them. And so Power Made Perfect is an opportunity for you to take that dream, to take that goal, to write it down. And then we work every single week on acquiring new skills for you to meet that goal. Wow. That's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I love one of the aspects of it. You teach how to respond instead of react. Mm -hmm. I think that's really, really important and yeah. something that I want to highlight because I think that is so Christ-like and yep. so something that uh, we're not taught enough and we're, the world doesn't teach us, right? Because it's so focused on us and the world is, the world is so focused on your I don't know your desires or what you want in this world and your power. But when you're talking about power made perfect and it being his power, that is how you can access that. That's how you can learn how to respond instead of react and achieve what we're called to be, which is peaceful with one another. And, um, and then able to pour out and coach and disciple and lead and all of that stuff from that full cup that, I think that's a really neat. And I think that is a huge aspect of something that should be taught more. So I'm very excited that you, that you include that specific thing in there too. Yeah. It's it, thank you for saying that it is so needed. You're absolutely correct. It's, it's so needed in this world. Um, because you, you I, I love how you said that the world really focuses on your power. That is so true. And but it's us, you know, leaning into and also submitting to the power of God, the power of Christ is when we really start activating who we were called to be. 
right? And mm-hmm. it's not my job. Like for me as, as a coach, it's not my job to tell you who to be. And it's not my job to tell you what your dream is. I'm yeah. here to help you listen to the spirit of God so that he is able to show you the path. And I'm here to help you see and recognize the boulders that are blocking the way and help yeah. you move them out of the way. And then I just like, I want you to succeed more than anything. I want every every person to succeed. I want you to experience the love and mercy of Jesus Christ. I want you to be able to lean into him and his power. And that's how we really make this world better. And we build up the kingdom by really wanting the best for the other person. And in this Empower Me Perfect, it's it's a very practical, practical experience of doing that. And so, um, yeah, it's so it's so needed that we be, we practice the holy pause, and that's mm-hmm. what we call responding in Power Made Perfect. It's the holy pause. It's we recognize the desire to react, and then we give ourselves that holy pause to stop. And to call upon the name of the Lord and to like really focus on how am I feeling? What is that emotion? What name do I want to give it? Why am I feeling like, where is it coming from? Yeah, Because yeah. it could not be coming from what they're actually saying to me. It might be coming from the fact that I didn't get sleep last night because I had, you know, four kids in bed with me <laughs> and um, I couldn't, get, you know, I, I couldn't do all these other things and I am, I'm just done. You know, I'm just yeah. done. So, so that when we're able to pay attention to, okay, so when something like that happens using that example and, we're, and we practice the holy pause, one, we don't jump on that person who said maybe the triggering thing for us. Yeah. And we're able to give a response that's more in alignment with our soul. But we're mm-hmm. also, because we've gone through the practice of the holy pause, we're able to see, okay, what this taught me and what I'm learning is that I need to carve out uh, 15 minutes today. And I just need to take a shower. I need to do that thing that I wanted to do. Um, and I'm, so that's what I'm learning about myself from that moment. And so the Holy pause teaches us that. And so that's something that we do in power me perfect is we, we learn these types of skills that you can employ immediately that day, that moment. And again, helping you further your goal of your dream of whatever that is for you and the Lord. Again, that's not up for me to decide for you. I'm here to help you just attain that and to be successful. Yeah. I just know that someone is on the other end of this podcast being like, okay, I'm in, where do I find it? How can I want to know more. So where can everyone connect with you and find out more about power made perfect? Yeah, I would love to talk to you about that. You can go ahead. First thing is just go to my website, leahdarrow.com. You can find me on Instagram too as well. I'm leah.darrow. Um, and then just go to my waitlist page. Get on the waitlist, put your email in there. Very soon, I'll be starting like just a little series, like a little text campaign of just like letting you guys know like what I'm doing and how to interact. I'll be opening up a new class in January, January, 2023. So- If you want to be in that class, there's only limited spots available, but if you want to be in that class, I would love to serve you. I would love to work with you. I want you to be a success and I want you to take those dreams and those goals that you've had up in your head for a long time. And I want to help you create a physical space for them and for you to actually attain them and be on the path with the Lord. I love that. That is amazing. And I cannot wait to hear all the testimonies that are going to come out of the January session, hopefully some of which will be Wild Confidence listeners. Amen. <laughs> so I would love to have them. If you are mm-hmm. from here and you end up at Power Made Perfect. <laughs>
<laughs> Leah, thank you so, so much. I just so appreciate um, your willingness to share your story and yeah. the work that you're doing now and how you're furthering the kingdom. And uh, I'm just so thankful. Thank you, Ainsley. It's been a joy. It's been absolutely an outstanding time together. I love it. And I can't wait, hopefully, to chat again in the future. Yeah. Hey, thanks so much for hanging out today. I pray that you're able to see yourself how the Lord sees you so you can hold your head a little higher and shine your confidence a little brighter. I would so appreciate if you would leave a review, subscribe, and share this with a friend. And of course, I want to stay connected with you. Find me on Instagram at Ainsley B. And my website is AinsleyBritton.com. See y'all later.